It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome to episode 73 of Locked On Canadians, a podcast where we will spend segments, whenever possible, making fun of Brad Marchand. My name is Laura Sabin. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined, as always, by my awesome co-host, Scott Matlas. Scott, how are you doing? Well, I didn't miss a puck on a shootout attempt to win a game in the NHL, and I'm definitely not getting owned online on Twitter right now, so I'm doing infinitely better. I'm doing better than Brad Marchand. You know, I'm I'm going to get my words out here properly. Anyways, I'm doing great on this wonderful evening. I'm doing absolutely wonderful. So we're going to get to Brad Marchand a little bit later in the show. But I think we should start with uh, previewing the game tonight, which is against the Chicago Blackhawks. Original six team, original match, original six matchup. Should be one to get excited about. But unfortunately... I, I'm not super enthusiastic about this game. Like, I, I literally told Scott, I'm like, who the hell wants to watch the Blackhawks? Uh, to which Scott responded. NBC. <laughs> NBC in the NHL wants to watch the Blackhawks. Exactly. <laughs> uh, they keep putting them in outdoor games. And it, it sort of makes sense. They've got a very big fan base. They've got a lot of history. People like tuning in for things like that. But at the same time, the Blackhawks at the moment are struggling, much like the Habs are. They are very far from a wild card spot. But this is somewhere that the, Can- the Canucks, oh my God, <laughs> that the Blackhawks expected to be at the beginning of the season. They expected this to be a not great season. It's playing out very much like they expected, whereas on the Habs side, this is not really what this season was supposed to do. It was supposed to build on last year's season. I don't think anybody accounted for two eight-game losing streaks. I also don't think that anybody accounted for a lot of points dropped early in the season when the Canadians are playing well, really well, but sort of squandering their opportunities against teams like the Buffalo Sabres and the Detroit Red Wings. So it's very interesting to see. Like The, the Habs kind of tend to play well against good teams. They try and They try really hard, and then they play down to mediocre or worse opponents or bad teams. And then like, if there's, if there's a team that's kind of like equally mediocre, I'm very curious as to how they handle this game. Also kind of another similar similarity that they have with the Habs is, is that they have a lot of injuries and some of them are a little bit more fortunate than others. For example, Brent C. Rook, he's kind of been an albatross contract for a while. He, he signed a contract that was way more than he was worth. And then he was already on the decline at the moment. He's kind of been sort of handcuffing their cap space, and he's been injured, so they've thrown him on the long-term injured reserve. Apparently, he's going to be uh, recovering from surgery for a very long time. <laughs> and, you know, the, the the Hawks are really good and devious at, at getting away from cap hits, so this is something that's, uh, you know, I, I guess something for us to watch and also other teams to watch and be inspired by. But at the same time, Andrew Shaw, uh, who was a fan favorite in Montreal, who was traded back to Chicago, who I'm sure a lot of Canadians fans uh, might have been looking forward to seeing, but also like from a from a game perspective, I I, I would say I'm relieved because I feel like he's kind of the, the kind of player that would have goaded a lot of people into penalties on the team and put the Habs in a position that they really didn't want to be in. 
So the Canucks, uh, I keep calling them the Canucks. I don't know why. <laughs> the, the Hawks are sort of like, you know, they're they're kind of in the same boat as the Canadians. It's just that their top talent, you know, are like Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. <laughs> the games against the Blackhawks are always. There's never any like shenanigans. There's never anything that kind of makes me go, "Oh, I can't believe we're playing the Blackhawks." It's just a game on the schedule. It's it's two original six teams that always play a pretty closely competitive game that you forget about two days later. It's just a game, I feel like. And I think the only thing that really stands out in this is that I believe Robin Leonard starting for the Blackhawks on Tuesday night when we're recording this, which means Corey Crawford is going to be the starting goalie in Montreal and or against Montreal. And anytime Corey Crawford plays the Montreal Canadiens, he turns into a Vesna candidate between the pipes. He could be having the worst season of his life, but the minute the Habs are on the ice against him, Montreal's lucky if they score twice in a game that usually they need to score three or four goals to win. That's kind of my only big concern with this. I It, it is kind of crummy that Andrew Shaw won't be around for this game. I know a lot of fans, and probably some of his old teammates would have been looking forward to seeing him again. I know he was loved by a lot or parts of the fan base. So it's always tough to see one of those guys be out injured. But this is a team, and as I'm looking at their cap friendly, Laura, did you know Ole Matto was a Chicago Blackhawk? No. Did I truly, truly thought he was still in Pittsburgh. I'm, that That is not a lie. I, I, I'm looking at their cap friendly page right now, and I didn't know Zach Smith was in Chicago. I thought he was part of Ottawa still but was injured. I, Drake Kajula, not Drake Caligula, which I thought he was just injured in Edmonton. This whole lineup is a bunch of people like, that's where you're playing? Like, Dennis Gilbert's not a real person. Like, that's definitely just like a made up person who's in, you know, witness protection. And Slater Cuckoo, 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 I, I don't know. I didn't know any of these people were in Chicago right now, and it's, it's going to be one of those games that one of them is going to touch the puck and be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he. I guess he is there now. That's what happened to him. Yes, and for me, it's more like, you know, I thought the Blackhawks were Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, Alex DeBrinkett, Corey Crawford, Duncan Keith, and then, like, a bunch of, like, n- not nobodies, but, like, a bunch of rookies that we'd never heard of. And it turns out there's a lot of players that just somehow landed there in the offseason. Yeah, go figure on that one, right? It, it'll be interesting to see how this game is because a lot like, yeah, Calgary and Ottawa. This is a lineup that Montreal can take advantage of if they play smartly. And I think that they have the players available to exploit their defense, Chicago's defense and get some points here. So it's definitely a kind of game that Montreal should be coming out of with points at hand, especially if they want to keep pace in the playoff race. Chicago sits eight points out of the last wild card spot in the West. Montreal sits seven out in the East. They're in similar spots, but Chicago seems to kind of just be waffling along here. Montreal keeps going through these, you know, heavy swings, and I definitely think this is Montreal going on another upswing right now. And so we got a little bit more to talk about in in this game. At the time that we're recording this, we are not sure who's going to be starting in goal. So we're going to talk about that right up next. Have you ever seen an NHL player get off a team bus and think to yourself, gosh, I wish I could dress that nice? Well, with Indochino, you can. Indochino makes fully customized suits that don't require a trip to the tailor to get that perfect fit. 
Recently, I was shopping for a new dress shirt for my upcoming wedding, and when I decided to go with the Hyde Herringbone shirt, I was blown away at all the customization options I had. I could change the type of collar, cuffs, and even decide whether or not I wanted a chest pocket, all while being incredibly affordable, especially given the quality of the product I was getting. New colors, fabrics, and outerwear styles are added regularly too, so it's easy to create your next look. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code NHL to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com with code NHL. So at the time that we're recording this, the Blackhawks have not yet started their game against the Ottawa Senators, but we're pretty sure Robin Lehner is going to start for them. In Montreal, since this is a back-to-back and the next game is against the Flyers in Philadelphia. Who would you start in goal for these games? I, oh man, I, it feels like what, they're both must win games, but at the same time, I'm hoping to God they don't try and force Carey Price to play both of them. I wouldn't be upset if Charlie Lindgren got the start against Chicago to give Carey Price a little bit of a rest and start Price against the more dangerous Philadelphia team. It, there is no really good answer for it. Like Linger needs to play and Price needs to rest, but also Carey Price in his last two games has been phenomenal. And then you got to look at like what the weekend schedule is. And there's another game on Saturday night and Carey Price always starts Saturday night. So do you play him against Chicago, give him a little bit more rest and then play him Saturday? It's it, we've said it so many times, it's not an enviable situation, but I'm leaning towards starting Lingren against Chicago, who, while still a good team or having some talented players, doesn't quite scare me as much as the Philadelphia team does, and I would start Price against Philadelphia to give him the best shot there. I totally agree with you, and we have already recorded a segment with Kelly Hinkle of Broad Street Hockey that you will hear on our Flyers preview show tomorrow. But in the meantime, we still have some business to attend. If you were listening to yesterday's episode or if you, you know, are aware of anything at all in the last 24 hours, you will have seen the Brad Marchand shootout attempt, which was a massive failure. And there have been a lot of memes about that. But Brad Marchand today compounded the L, I would say. Wouldn't you agree, Scott? He took it from an L to a next level L by this morning, I was on my way to the gym, and I'm kind of, you know, browsing through Twitter and everything in between sets, and I see someone retweeted, and it's Brad Marchand hosting the Stanley Cup when he was a Stanley Cup champ, I am, um, based on his tattoo anyways, and everyone kind of went, oh, Brad, you could have, you know, poked some fun at yourself. It's a regular season game that doesn't matter. Instead, you you corn-cobbed yourself. You definitely proved to everyone how absolutely owned online you were. He spent the day responding to people poking fun at his attempt and everything, and it's like, you're a Stanley Cup champion. You're a great NHL player. Man, just take the joke and move along. You know, poke some fun at yourself. But he, uh, he clearly had his pride hurt by this one, and... Brad Marchand started punching down on Twitter all day, and if anything, it's only going to make the memes absolutely worse. Like, there's no way that he's, anyone's ever going to let him, of all players, forget about this. That's exactly it. First of all, it's not a big deal. Like we said yesterday a lot, 
it's not that deep. It's not a big deal because the Bruins are at the top of the standings. Like this, this game did not matter at all. This one point that they lost, it would be really different if it was like the one point that prevented them from getting into the playoffs or something like that. But they're like well ahead of the standings and based on their division, they're pretty comfortable there too. Like I don't see anyone in the division really catching them. And I truly think that they're gonna, they're basically gonna coast to the conference finals. Is, this is my opinion. This is my bold prediction. Obviously it's, it's still very early. They can experience some injuries, bad luck, things could happen. But, but for me, that game, for the Bruins, it's not a big deal. It doesn't matter, right? That's one. Two, you are Brad freaking Marsh. <laughs> you are one of the most annoying people on the ice in the NHL. You have a reputation for being a rat. And, so when people, when you do something like that, there's, there's no, you're not going to get around people making fun of you. Not just people like who play hockey or who have played hockey as you, you know, you pointed out, like, you know, he was like, oh, you've never played hockey or something like that. Or like people are going to dunk on you anyway. You might as well try and make a joke out of it, like have a sense of humor about it because you're the one. And, and it's very much like it's what's really funny is that the fact that he had to say that he, you know, He's laughing all the way to the bank or something like that that he was saying. Um, he's got a Stanley Cup. The fact that you had to say that, like, like it totally cheapens your achievements. And so for me, like, I, I find that the memes were really funny. Like, there were a couple, like, Mark Dumont had Brad Marchand, and he put he labeled it the NHL. And then the puck where he was sliding over was doing the right thing. Um, <laughs> and there was one that was... Uh, oh man, there was a good Toronto Maple Leafs one and now I can't remember what it was. I don't know if you, if you saw it. It was the Toronto Maple Leafs and then it was... Making the second round of the playoffs? <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. And so, you know, just have fun with it. Make your own memes. It, it, you're a player that makes a million, like, a million, lots of millions of dollars. You know what I mean? And is like well on, on his way to get his, to getting his second Stanley Cup. And so I just, uh, it's so funny. And then like the fact that like he adds things to like dunk on him for, I'm just going to sit here and relish it. And I hope that all the Habs fans listening to this are enjoying it as much as I am, because truly after two eight game losing streak, there's, <laughs> this is something that w- truly gives Habs, Habs fans joy. Not even just Habs fans. It's been so long since I've seen the entirety of hockey Twitter come together to mock something so roundly and in such immediate fashion. So I'd like to thank Brad Marchand for being the thing that apparently brings all of hockey Twitter together. It's just one of those moments. It reminds me of years ago, Devin Setaguchi went to go take a shootout attempt against Carey Price, and then he went to go stop, and then he just kind of fell over and the puck stopped moving, and that was it. And that's how the game was lost. Not quite as embarrassing as this, because at least, you know, people like Devin Setaguchi. People don't like Brad Marchand. I, I'm just wondering, could anything this year possibly top this level of embarrassing? Well, the NHL is certainly going to try, <laughs> and we'll talk a little bit more about that in just one moment. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. 
So if you listened to our episode on Monday, and if you've been paying attention to the hockey news in general, the NHL handed Zach Cassian a suspended, uh, a suspension. This episode is going to be fun to edit, and I'm not editing out this line. <laughs> <laughs> he got a two-game suspension, and it sort of, it was what people were expecting, but it kind of, what it did was endanger literally every other player even more. Yeah, the upcoming game between the Oilers and the Flames, they just shouldn't bother dropping a puck. They should just kind of, like, throw those big, like, jousting, like, Q-tip things out from American Gladiators. And just let Zach Cassian and Matthew Kachuk beat the crap out of each other for, like, 15 minutes and then start the actual game. Because it today, um, with Cassian getting a two-game suspension announced last night, he came out and said today... Um, this comes from Adam Cook, CTV. It says, Zach Cassian says he understands what a clean hit and a dirty hit is in the NHL. Good. Now I can do what Matthew Kachuk does. And the NHL basically just gave a green light to a guy with a history of reckless play to go and be even more reckless in a game where tensions are going to be running extremely high. Matthew Kachuk's first hit was extremely bad. His second one was not as bad, but still understandable why Cassian is upset. Now you have a guy who was just suspended for assaulting Matthew Kachuk coming in with a mindset that he can throw blindside headshots at players and the NHL is going to be okay with that. And the NHL has not stepped in and been like, look, if you do anything, we're going to throw the book at you. You've given us all the motive that we need here. You're telling us that you're going to do this. And before this game ever happens, the general managers and the coaching staffs for both teams should be on a call with the NHL where they go, if any shenanigans happen, if anyone else gets laid out with a blindside hit or gets assaulted like Cassian did to Kachuk last time, all of you are getting suspended. Every single one of you is getting the book thrown at you because it's it's dangerous. Cassian's clearly out for blood. Matthew Kachuk has, has said it. He has no interest in fighting Zach Cassian. Why would he? And what worries me in a game that's going to also have Milan Lucic and Zach Ronaldo and now a very pissed off Zach Cassian, there's a lot of combustible elements and I can't help but feel that somebody's going to get hurt and it's going to be none of the parties involved and the NHL is going to go, hey, look at how great this rivalry is. The next game is on this date and just try and use this as marketing when in reality, it's like, this is awful. Like, someone's going to get seriously injured in this. And I, I haven't seen anything really this nasty in the NHL in quite a while. Like, I've seen, you know, teams be mad. But this is next level. It's division rivalry. It's a long-term rivalry within the province of Alberta. And now it's just got another level. And I can't help but feel it's a unsafe game going forward right now. I totally, totally agree with you because the thing is, like, we know, we know Cassian's like a loose cannon. We know what Kachuk is capable of. We know that these are going to be questionable hits, but what's happening is the opposite. Like, this is not serving as a deterrent. It's inspiring and spurring Cassian to be worse. And who's to say that there aren't players like him around the league that are going to be like, oh, hey, he, you know, they, the NHL gave him a green, green light. They didn't do anything to Kachuk, so I can go ahead and do similar things. And so I find that discipline and safety, a lot of the times it makes sense why it should go hand in hand. But at the same time, 
it, it doesn't even seem like it's discipline or safety. I don't know if, if I'm making sense. Like it doesn't see it. First of all, it's not making the game safer for any players. It's actually making it worse. And second, like a two game suspense suspension is a joke. They're like, here, like this is the thing that we're supposed to hand to you based on like, I don't know what arbitrary cr- criteria, or maybe it's like literally in the book, you know, like when, when they have maximum fines for things. And then, you know, like you're not learning anything. You're not threatened by it. You're not deterred by it. You're just like, I'm going to serve the suspension and then I'm going to go out and be the exact same guy. Everything Zach Cassian has said has proved that this suspension didn't do a damn thing. He, it just made him more angry. Like all seven of his brain cells only want to murder Matthew Kachuk now. There is nothing else going through his mind right now. He has two games off, and then his first game back is against the Flames. One, the suspension wasn't long enough for what he did with his history of things. Wasn't long enough. And they, it almost seems like they plan this out, that it's, hey, we'll bring him back against, you know, the Flames. What's the worst thing that could happen? There was no deterrent. They're just kind of like, hey, we're punishing you. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, go get him, Tiger, kind of thing. And it's, it's dangerous. It, it... I wrote an article for Eyes on the Prize that basically I don't trust the NHL to protect its players anymore, and things like this just keep proving my point. I don't trust George Peros and the Department of Player Safety to actually do what's right, because the guy who abided by the code for his entire career seems to expect that's how the league operates, and it doesn't. It's 2020. The code doesn't exist. Players are going to do whatever the hell they want, and if you don't punish them... They're going to keep doing whatever the hell they want. Look at Tom Wilson. Look at Brad Marchand. Look at Zach Cassian now. There's no deterrent to stop these guys from going out there and just braining players until they get what they want. You have to actually do something about it. And nothing in the way that they've handled this situation is them doing anything. They like It's the biggest slap on the wrist they possibly could have given him in this, and it's it's just not good enough, quite frankly. And we haven't even yet considered the effect that this is going to have on the rest of the two teams. Like, it's not, we're not just talking about, like, you know, Kachuk putting a target on Cassian's back or vice versa. We're talking about the Flames putting a target on Cassian's back and then the Oilers putting a target on Kachuk's. You know what I mean? Like, there's that, that, there's also that, like, team mentality where, like, you're supposed to stand up for your teammates. And in this case, when your teammate is doing something like that, like the NHL mentality is not like, like they're not going to hang back or like try and talk their players down. What they're going to do is they're going to join in or defend and stand up for it. And, and unfortunately a lot of times in, in the NHL stand up for means hurt the other person, the opposing team. So I think like what they've done is instead of eliminating, not even eliminating, like cleaning up one mess, like you're not going to eliminate that forever. Right. Instead of cleaning up one mess, what they've done is that they have created multiple other messes all around. Like, it's just, to me, it, it, it doesn't even, it doesn't even surprise me, but for some reason, I am still disappointed. Yeah, it's, I wish I was surprised by this is how the NHL handled it, but I'm just not. I'm disappointed, but not surprised that this is what they're doing, and it's just, I'm so worried about, like, player safety in a game like this that it's, quite frankly, like, they created this entire mess. Like, yes, if the officials had, you know, taken Matthew Kachuk and penalized him for the first hit on Zach Cassian, 
maybe Cassian doesn't lose his mind on the second hit. And then maybe he doesn't get suspended. And then maybe he's not out for blood. And then if he's out for blood, then the flames are going to be out for blood when he goes after this. And they created this whole loop of violence that's continuing right now. And if someone gets hurt, the NHL probably needs to go, oh, this is our fault. They won't, but they should. This is entirely something that could be avoided if the officiating and player safety was actually taken seriously this year. And I've talked to people from other teams, and everyone says the same thing. It's like they think the officiating has been inconsistent at best this year and worse than usual. And now things like this are happening where now people are worrying about injuries and dirty plays because the league isn't doing anything about it. And this is just another in a long line of shit, I guess. It is It is the latest in a long line of the same. It's always more of the same. And there, there is a bigger debate to be had about a lot of times what I saw in the discourse was people who had previously played were kind of defending Cassian and that was surprising to me. But at the same time, what's happening is that the, the people who are in charge of discipline are former players or former coaches or like people who used to be in hockey. And I think that that mentality is something that we do need to explore and we do need to talk about, but we are out of time in this episode, but it's definitely something, it's definitely a topic that's been on my mind and I truly wouldn't know what the solution is. Like clearly you need to, you need to have people who know what they're doing and know what they're talking about. But my opinion is that, that it doesn't necessarily mean that a former NHL player is always the best person in that situation. But as I said, we are out of time. <laughs> so this is a debate that I truly like. I'm, I'm very curious as to what you guys think. You can get in touch with us on our Twitter accounts. I'm at The Active Stick. Scott is at Scott Matla. But our our show Twitter account, which is where we would really love to have this kind of discussion with you guys and, and bring up your points on the show is LO underscore Canadians. If you do not have Twitter, you can always get in touch with us on our Gmail account, lockedoncanadians at gmail.com. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we will be back tomorrow with our recap of the Blackhawks game and the preview of the Flyers game. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.